And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents... All things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. But it's time for Kathy Lynch. She is the editor of Good Old Days magazine, and she's with us to talk about the January-February issue. Right, Kathy? That's right, Carl. I'm happy to be here. It's always a pleasure to have you in. After we're done talking to you, we're going to listen to my favorite, my my brother's least favorite classic radio show, Kathy, The Great Gildersleeve. He just hates that show. He hates that show. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He's like, ugh, I hate that show. But uh, <laughs> but I'm sure you've heard it. You like it. You of like course. The Great Gildersleeve. It's a it's a fun show. And uh, well, you know what the good news is. Vince likes Good Old Days magazine, oh, so he knows he what good is. When he reads Good Old Days, he's not crabby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you, Kathy? Happy Ka- New Year. Yeah. Happy Kathy New Year. Kathy is the editor of Good Old Days magazine, and uh, boy, I tell you, you know how to put out a magazine, Kathy. This oh, is uh, it's incredible. You know, and a lot of our listeners get a subscription to this because... You uh, you have such a such a generous offer for our listeners. I mean, listen to this, folks. You can get twelve issues, which is two years worth of this magazine, which is a regularly seventy one dollar and eighty eight um, seventy one dollars and eighty eight cents. That's what it would regularly cost, just if anyone were to get it. But our listeners get it for eighteen dollars. That is a seventy five percent savings plus. You also send them a free gift. I don't know how you can do it, but thank you for doing it. Well, we it's it's magic. <laughs> I think most importantly, um, not only is it a great price, but it's the magazine that offers so much. It does. And, I mean, it's just chock full of, well, you can tell us better than I can, but the articles and the photos and the games and the conversations and, and all of that comes together for Good Old Days Magazine. Maybe you can give us a little preview into yeah, the January, us, February yeah, edition. Yeah, tell us about it. Well, first of all, I want to say I know Lisa that you you and I have talked before about the cover. I, I love the cover. Say, this is probably one of my my favorite covers. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Oh. The photo is captivating on there. It is. It is, and it's just wonderful. And it's from the like the forties. Oh so wow! It, Amazing. It, yeah, it, it's great. But in this in this issue, I like the February, the January and February issues because we we talk about like this the winter antics. Um, we have our first romances, and that's always fun. I'm waiting for my first romance. Uh... <laughs> oh, you better take that back. No, there's no joke there. <laughs> What's with the joke? 
Well, I'm only 60, so I still have plenty of time to you experience my first romance. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to. We're going to move on from that topic. <laughs> but in this, so in this issue, we have a lot of fun things. We we have um, it's we have this a story about a family. The the father, it's called Snowman of Yore. I really like this. He was he could build snowmen like you would not believe, and they look like George Washington, really? Abraham Lincoln. And he would go out in the middle of the night after he would build this. He would go out at night and spray it down with water so it would turn to ice. Oh, so wow. A long time. And so his daughter wrote the, the story for that. And oh, it's, nice. It's, you know, yeah, it's a, it's really neat. And we have lots of, um, you know, the first romances, and we have um, this one particular one, a lady, a couple, they melt, fell in love in the 50s. And he went off to to the war, and so you know things happened, and she ended up marrying somebody else. Jump ahead, lots and lots of years, and she found old love letters of his, and her she had had married, and she her husband had passed away, and she found him. Oh wow! And they got married fifty years later. Here's her, and and had, remember and, me, remember me. Yeah. Here's him. I think yeah. so. Well, and you know, this is before social media. I mean, yeah. now people can find yeah. each other, but right. back then, not so much. Wow, that's a great, that's it a great. One. And then, uh, you know, there's uh, there's this uh, there's this little article that uh, I write. I just <laughs> yeah. thought I'd mention that. It's, well, you know, I was just getting ready to. And this time, it's Dimension X. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I am a. Uh, I I love this stuff. Yeah, and for the you know on the radio, it's it was extra work, really. I mean, when you think about it, to do you know, to, to to scare us and yeah. to make us, you know feel all that. Oh and yeah, I just, I just love it, and the way that you write about it, everyone should they hear you here on the radio, but they don't know that you can actually write. Yeah, and you're, that's one of our favorite things. We, we we do polls of our readers. It's shocking to me too. <laughs> it, it is. Lisa's shocked about it. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. So and, your readers are liking it. Oh, they love it. Oh, good. They love it. That's and good. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt that you know all the subscribers. They get that that little bit of extra. Yeah. You give them a free thirty minute show. Yes. On like classic radio, and yeah. you just can't ask for anything better than that. Well, I gotta it's tell you, this ma- this magazine, you do such a great job, and I know you have a whole team oh. of people because this is a yeah. big, color glossy magazine, eight and a half by eleven. This is not like something you make in your basement. Lisa was giving me a hard time because I spent a lot of time in the basement, <laughs> and uh, but this is not a basement production. This is a this is a a, a really you know, first class magazine, good old days. It's been around a long time. It's been around. It's long, it's been around sixty years, right, yes. Kathy? Yes. Sixty years, years. and uh, it's it's just you you really really do such a great job, and to and to give our listeners such a wonderful offer, two year subscription, folks, twelve issues, regularly seventy one dollars eighty eight cents. Yours for only eighteen dollars. That is a seventy-five percent savings and a and a free gift too. Here's how you can get it, folks. Don't don't miss this. You need to you need to subscribe to Good Old Days Magazine. Just go to my website, Hollywood360radio.com. Hollywood360radio.com. Scroll down. There is a big banner for Good Old Days. Click it, and it'll take you 
right to the special page to sign up and get the magazine because you will love it. This is this is this magazine is the closest thing to a printed version of what we do here each and every week on Hollywood 360. And you, I think so too. Yeah, and yeah. you just do a great job, Kathy. Wow. Oh, thank yeah, you. Really thank and truly. Um, well, nostalgia is wonderful. Yeah, it really is. And I can't I can I love when I get it in the mail because I'm like, "Ooh, I can't wait to to rip the plastic off and and read all the great articles." And of course, I read my article first. Absolutely. I go right to mine. And then I read all the other ones. <laughs> and you say, hey, that Carl Moore, he can do some writing. Not that's, bad. That's some pretty good stuff. <laughs> you know, my, my mommy uh, didn't raise no dummy. You know, she uh, she did pretty good. And, and Lisa's le- and laughing over here. Uh, generally, he just looks at the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the pretty colors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Kathy, thanks so much, hon. You're awesome. Oh, and uh, we'll talk to you me. soon. Keep up the great work. Folks, go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. Click the Good Old Days banner and get your special offer. And we'll talk to you soon, Kathy, and Happy New Year. Thanks, Kathy. Happy New Year to both of you. You got it. When we come back, it's a New Year's episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. We are broadcasting all over the globe. Uh, in the United States, we're on over 150 radio stations and all over the rest of the world on American Forces Radio. And we come here, me, Lisa, and Mike come here to the radio station, WIND. It's our flagship station out of Chicago. And we broadcast for five hours. But you know what? Not all of the radio stations carry the full five-hour show. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any idea? Makes no sense Makes to me. Makes none. Zero. But if you, uh, if you are in a market that does not carry the full five-hour show, we have a solution for you. You can join the Lifetime Podcast Membership. Okay? It's really great. I must have thought of this idea. Uh, this you did. Did I? This one. Did I? Wow, I got, I'm got getting some credit from her. <laughs> this so, time. So, you know, we've been on the air oh, since 16, 16 years, and we're going to be on a lot longer. Mm-hmm. We're going to do, we love what we do. We're going to do this a lot longer. So, you know what? Instead of paying like every month for a podcast, pay one time 100 bucks. You never have to pay again. And we're going to send you a coffee mug, and we're going to send you the show, the full five hour show, right to your email. And it's a link that never expires. And we've added the Radio Rarities podcast to it, too. So you not only get 
the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show, but we put radio rarities on as well, and we send you our official coffee mug. It's a swag coffee mug. It has Lisa's picture on it, my picture on it, and you can drink coffee uh, out of the tops of our heads. And you can smile along with us every day. And uh, we would uh, be eternally grateful because that does support the show. You pay one time, never pay again. 100 bucks. you get the coffee mug, and the podcast is sent to you each and every Monday on a link that does not expire. So whenever you want to listen to us, you can listen to us morning, noon, and night. You never have to be without your fix of Hollywood 360. So, and I listen to the podcast all week long. I work out, I listen to it. If I'm working on my, you know, computer, if I'm in the basement, when you're in the basement, when that's what you're basement, doing. I am listening to Hollywood 360. I don't believe I you. I promise you. <laughs> so, how do you get it? Just go to our website. It's at the top of the website, Hollywood360radio.com. Hollywood360radio.com. Go there, and at the very top of the website. You can sign up for the Lifetime Podcast. If you want the month to month, it's five ninety nine a month, and you can sign up for that as well. Or just pay one time, get the coffee mug, and you get the you get the whole shoot and match of the podcast and radio rarities. All right. You ready for Gildersleeve? Oh yes. My brother is turning I can hear click, <laughs> turning the dial. Click. He doesn't <laughs> like this show. Uh Throck Morton P. Gildersleeve. I love this show. This is going back to December thirtieth, nineteen fifty-three. It's a New Year's episode of the Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. Gildersleeve's house, and everything is in a hubbub. Granny knows, because she's the hub of the buff. Mr. Gildersleeve's not one to spend New Year's Eve night clubbing with the girls. He prefers to stay home by the fire with one girl. And it's up to Bertie to fix a cozy little midnight supper for him. Now, don't go to any trouble, Bertie. Oh, no, sir. You're just a little cold snack. Yes, sir. Some ham and potato salad and... Some of that turkey left over from Christmas. Miss Gilsey, there ain't no turkey left. No? That gobbler's been gobbled. (laughs) Well, we'll have the ham and the potato salad. And a cheese tray. And a shrimp cocktail would be nice to start on. Yes, sir. And some hot biscuits, since everything else will be cold. Yes, sir. And coffee, of course, since we'll be up late. Is that going to be too much for you, Bertie? Oh, no, sir. If you want me to, Bertie will sing old Lang Syne while serving a flaming dessert. <laughs> Thank you, Bertie. I just want something simple. Yes, sir. What time is Henshaw coming over? Well, I'm going for her as soon as I see Leroy off to his party. That Leroy sure is excited. He's walking on air tonight. Well, it's his first New Year's Eve at a party away from home. And taking a girl. Yeah. Leroy has good judgment when it comes to girls. In fact, I wouldn't let him go out tonight if he wasn't going with Babs. No, sir. I guess it's all right for him to ride to the party in Dinky's old car. Oh, I think it'll be all right if Dinky keeps kerosene in that lantern so he'll have a taillight. Parent has a lot to consider these days, Bertie. Oh, yes, sir. You have to avoid taking undue chances. Mm -hmm. Avoid pitfalls. Mm -hmm. Raise him to be a perfect gentleman, cultured, dig... 
Oh, he's a little gentleman, all right. Oh, my goodness. How do I look, Unc? Fine, my boy, but I wouldn't jump like that. You'll knock the set out of your cufflinks. I'm not wearing cufflinks. You're not? Heck no, I got my sleeves rolled up. We're dancing the shag tonight, man. <laughs> Leroy, put on your cufflinks. I'm not going to have a shaggy nephew. Just kidding, Unc. And you be careful out in that car tonight. Oh, sure. Gosh, I hope Dinky has the top down. No top on a cold night like this? I didn't know that car had a top. Yeah, it's an old beach umbrella. <laughs> well, I gotta go. Yeah, Leroy, be careful. And remember what I said about coming home right after midnight. Well, sure. Brush me off, will you, Bertie? Okay. Right after the New Year, New Year rings in, I want you to be ringing the doorbell. All right. How's my tie, Bertie? Uh, Leroy, you aren't listening to what I'm saying. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Now, what did I say? You said be careful, come home early, and mind my manners. Yeah, I didn't say mind your manners, but do it. Okay. So long, Bertie. Bye, Leroy. See you next year, huh? Next year? Oh. <laughs> that boy. Well, he better come home early next year. Hey, Bertie will have a nice supper for us later, Irene. This is the way I like to spend New Year's Eve. So do I, with just a small group of intimate friends. You bet. And the fewer, the better. (laughs) (laughs) Come in, Irene. Let me take your coat. Oh, thank you. Oh, your house looks so festive. Well, we like to keep the Christmas tree up through New Year's. We'll have our supper over here by the fire. Wonderful. You've thought of everything, Throckmorton, even paper hats. And two horns on the mantel. Yeah, his and hers. (laughs) Let's sit here on the couch. Evening, Miss Henshaw. Hello, Bertie. Happy New Year to you both. Bertie, it isn't New Year yet. It is New York. I just heard it on the radio and it's moving west. (laughs) Well, we'll wait. Right here on the sofa. Yes, sir. Bertie will let you know the minute it hits Chicago. All right, Bertie. Bertie has a wonderful disposition, hasn't she? Yeah. Miss Gilsey's residence. Oh, hello, Miss Marjorie. It must be your niece. And a happy new year to you. Marjorie never forgets her old uncle. Yes, ma'am. He's here. Miss Gilsey. Coming, Bertie. Excuse me, Irene. Say hello for me. Yes, indeed. Uh, Thank you, Bertie. Yes, sir. Hello, Marjorie, my dear. Unky, I thought I'd call and say Happy New Year before you left the house. Oh, I'm staying home this year. Alone? Well, not exactly alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Miss Henshaw must be there. You bet. And she sends her greetings to you. Well, thank you. How's your little family? Oh, wonderful. We all send you and Leroy our love, and Miss Henshaw, of course. Oh, thank you, my dear. Uh, Leroy went to his first New Year's party tonight. <laughs> you sound worried about him, Unky. Well... You used to worry the same way about me. Yes, and it paid off. You're happily married and the mother of twins. That's more than I can say for Leroy. <laughs> Get back to your girl, and this is for you. 
Oh, thank you, my dear. A kiss even before the bells begin to ring. <laughs> Goodbye, Yonky. Ta-ta! Why, George, there's a fine niece. Marjorie's a lovely girl. For a bachelor, Uncle, you did very well raising a family, Throckmorton. Well, I'll admit I've had some anxious moments since my sister passed on and left Marjorie and Leroy in my care. Mm. And I have a lot of pleasant memories, too. It's a big job for a man to do alone. Yeah, I've seen the time when I could have used a little help, all right. Gee, I was snowed under along about the time Marjorie was getting married. It was probably frantic at the time, but it must be fun to look back on now. Yeah. First, Marjorie surprised all of us and got engaged to Bronco. He was a fine fellow. Mm-hmm. And then there was the business of planning a big wedding, getting out the invitations. A lot of responsibility. Yeah, I'll never forget. I came home one evening and good old Bertie met me at the door. Miss Gilsey, is that you home, Miss Gilsey? Yes, Bertie. The wedding invitations just came. Well, good. And here's the bill. Let's see. Zeke. <laughs> they must be engraved in solid gold. Yes, sir. Well, let's open them. Yeah, Marjorie's wedding invitations, Leroy. Yeah, let me see them. How many are there? Well, we ordered 200. Yes, sir. Everybody in Summerfield wants to see Miss Marjorie married. 200? Gosh, they'll have to put bleachers in the church. <laughs> well, everyone we send invitations to isn't supposed to attend the wedding. They're just supposed to send presents. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gilsey's going to get his money back somehow. <laughs> Oh, your wedding invitation just arrived, Marjorie. Oh, they did? Yeah. You're going to get married. <laughs> I know, Leroy. Hey, why does the bride have to pay for everything? It's very simple, my boy. If the groom had to pay, he wouldn't have enough left to start housekeeping. <laughs> I'm afraid this is just the beginning, Anki. Oh? Well, there'll have to be a cake and things for the reception, and flowers for the church, an organist, a soloist, and we have to furnish dresses for the bridesmaids. I wonder if I can get a government loan for this project. <laughs> well, at least we won't have to buy your wedding dress. Well, are you sure Mother's wedding dress is here? It must be. Well, Bertie and I searched the attic. If it's here, it must be in that old trunk of yours. Yeah, I guess so. Come on, Marjorie, let's go up and find it. Oh, that must be Bronco. I can't go now, Unky. Why not? Bring Bronco along. He can move the trunk. Uncle Mort, the groom can't see the bride's dress before the wedding. Oh, for corn's sake. A groom doesn't do anything. He doesn't pay for anything. He don't even have to look at anything. Leroy. Unc, where's the key to the trunk? Uh, I have it. Yeah, hinge is pretty rusty. Hey, what's this tied with a blue ribbon? One of Marge's curls? No, it isn't quite the right color. I imagine it's yours. Mine? That sissy curl? Of course. You were a very cute little boy, Leroy. Ah. Uh, uh, here's a note pinned to it. Yeah? Throckmorton's curl at age five. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. 
Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is the Best in Classic Radio. Thanks for being with us each and every week here on Hollywood 360. My co-host, Lisa Wolf, along with, uh, hang on a second, Lisa. Ooh, look at you. All technical. I knew you were going to like that one. <laughs> oh, I like that, Mike. And then uh, we need we need like a bubble bath. We need that, Mike. Can you get that? I'll find it. All right, so uh, that's my team, Mike Bubblebath, Costella, Lisa Wolf, and uh, we're listening to the great Gildersleeve, a New Year's show. We'll get back to it in a minute. Uh, we have had an overwhelming response to this New Year's special. I got to tell you, thanks so much, everyone, for calling in, and uh, we've had a chance to talk to a lot of listeners. We're here for another hour and a half or so, if you want to call. We're trying to get back to people. We've had a lot of calls for this uh, the special about my book, you know, uh, the top 100 classic radio shows. It's a 224-page giant coffee table book, and it uh, it's all color. It's really cool. It details the 100 most popular radio shows from the Golden Age. It has three CDs embedded in the cover, and uh, those three CDs have six shows. Plus, there's a code to unlock 72 more radio shows via digital download. I will personalize it, sign it to whoever you'd like, and I will mail that to you along with a uh, 10-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas hosted by Stacy Keach. These are really, really cool. They have big celebrities in them. Jane Seymour, Lisa Wolf, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Jim Caviezel, Ed Begley, Tim Kazarinski, Kim Fields, Morgan Brittany, many, many more. And you'll hear my crabby brother in some of them, you know. Like when I needed a gruff voice, I would say, hey, Vince, here's a line. He'd go, hey, blah, 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 you know, because he's got like that deep voice. <laughs> he uh, does have a gruff deep voice. voice. You'll hear him in some of those. This uh, this is a uh, $100 value for only 50 bucks, and we're going to ship it to you free. So uh, pretty cool. If you want to order it, here's the number to call. If we don't answer, just leave your name and return number, and we'll call you as soon as we can. Now, as soon as we can, maybe tomorrow or the next day, but we will call you, and we'll, and we'll ship this out on Tuesday because Monday's a holiday. Oh, right. Um, so we'll ship it out on Tuesday. Here is the number, 815-900-7535. It's only 50 bucks. $100 value. It's our New Year's special. You get my book, Twilight Zone, and I'll personalize it to you. 815-900-7535. All right, we're listening to The Great Gildersleeve. It's a really good uh, New Year's show. Uh, 
Uh, Leroy is going out to his first New Year's party. Uh, let's tune this in. The conclusion now to the great Gildersleeve. Guess you were pretty cute too, Unc. <laughs> Never mind. Let's look for the wedding dress. What color is it? It's white and lacy, Leroy. Oh, here it is. Hey, that's pretty. If you think the dress is pretty, take a look at this picture of your mother wearing it. My mother? Taken on her wedding day. My little sister. Gosh, she was beautiful. Yeah, Marjorie's just like her. What's this? Oh, letter she wrote when she sent me the picture. Look at that postmark. June 17th, 1929. 1929? I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's see what the letter says. She wrote better than me and Marge, didn't she? Your beautiful hand, Leroy, beautiful. Dear Throckmorton, I thought you'd like to have a picture of your sister on the happiest day of her life. Marge feels the same way. Why does everybody feel so happy when they get married? It- no, Leroy, I'm reading your mother's letter. Oh, sure. I suppose we won't see each other for a long, long time. But I keep telling myself our family isn't breaking up. I'm just starting a new one. Charles and I want two boys and two girls. Well, she had one boy and one girl. You and Marjorie, Leroy. Yeah. Let's see what else she says. It'll be the joy of my life to watch my children grow up and see them as happily married as I am. Gosh, did Mother say that? Yes, she did. What's the matter, Unc? Nothing, nothing, my boy. Well, I guess we better close the trunk and get on down. Well, we took the wedding dress down to Marjorie. She was a beautiful bride in it, Irene. I'm sure she was. When do I get to see your curl tied in a blue ribbon? Hey. I hid that. <laughs> but the dress is back in the trunk. I'm waiting for Leroy's bride to use it if she wants to wear it. Right, George, I wonder what Leroy's doing now. I wish I'd ask him to phone during the evening. I've never seen anyone so foolish about a boy. Well, I've brought him along this far in life, and I don't want to make any mistakes now. Staying out after midnight is something new for Leroy. Well, I imagine he feels quite the little man tonight. Yeah. You know, one good thing about it, it gives us a chance to greet the new year and each other all alone. Throckmorton, we've already greeted each other. Not the way we will at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Irene? Yes? Do I have to wait until the stroke of 12? You don't want to rush New Year's, do you? You bet. For that matter, as Bertie said, it's New Year's somewhere right now. Oh, Throckmorton. We could be kissing every hour on the hour. <laughs> Happy New Year, Irene. Oh, my goodness, who could be at the door? I'll give it excuse me. You don't suppose it's Leroy home already? Leroy? Good evening, Bertie. Oh, Mr. Peavy. Peavy? Oh, for... Happy New Year, Bertie. Happy New Year, and come in. Isn't it a little late for Mr. Peavy? Yeah, I hope he doesn't stick around all night. Miss Gildersleeve, you got company. Yes, yes. Come in, Peavy. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> Good evening, Miss Henshaw. Hello, Mr. Peavy. I uh, hope I'm not intruding. Not at all. 
Oh, no. You came by to wish you a happy new year. Thank you, Mr. Peavy. It's very nice of you, Peavy. I'd like to invite you to stay and see the old year out, but you can see all we have is two horns. No, that's all right. I brought my own. <laughs> see? Oh, good heavens. Peavy, that sounds like a moose call. Yeah, an old goose with a moose call. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What a New Year's. Yeah, don't worry, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'll take it long home before midnight. Well, it was nice of you to drop by, but I was sure you'd want to be home with Mrs. Peavy at kissing time. Well, no, I wouldn't care. <laughs> well, you might have something there at that. Yeah, hello, boy, Peavy. Happy New Year to you both. <laughs> Well, Mr. Peavy sure teased Mr. Gillsleeve and Miss Henshaw. But he went home in time for Mr. Gillsleeve to get a little lipstick on his cheek. The midnight supper I prepared went off well. But before I was through clearing the dishes, Mr. Gillsleeve was worrying about Leroy again. You're fine supper, Bertie. Sorry Leroy missed it. Thank you, sir. Certainly was a good supper. I love your potato salad, Bertie, and that cheese tray. Thank you, Miss Henshaw. You better put a plate in the refrigerator for Leroy, Bertie. He may not have had enough to eat at the party. Well, if I know Leroy, he started the new year right if there was any food around. Well... That boy won't pay any attention to girls if there's any food to make eyes at. <laughs> well, he isn't exactly at ease around girls. Like his uncle. Yeah, he's practically a Don Juan compared to what he was a couple of years ago. It's a wonder Babs will still go out with him. Oh? Yeah, she invited him to his first dance. Getting Leroy to go was like pulling a burrow out of a clover patch. <laughs> when she came over to ask him, I had to do the accepting. Leroy stood around. Oh, good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, hello, Babs. Come in. Thank you. Hello, Leroy. Hi. Leroy, don't you know how to answer a lady when she speaks to you? I said hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to see you, Babs. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. What's on your mind? Oop. Leroy, you don't ask a lady what's on her mind? I didn't expect an answer. I was just being sociable. <laughs> I came over to ask you something, Leroy. Yeah? What? Leroy, you don't say, yeah, what? Oh, why don't you talk to her? <laughs> I was only reminding you of your manners, my boy. Babs is a lady, and you're a gentleman. Okay. I was wondering, would you like to take me to the cotillion tomorrow night, Leroy? To the what? A dance, my boy. You've heard of the cotillion? It's at Mrs. Murphy's seminary. It'll be awfully nice. I'd like to have you take me, Leroy, if you're not busy. He'd love to go, Babs. I would. What time? <laughs> what time, Babs? Be at my house at 7 o'clock. Uncle Rumson will drive us over. Yeah, but... That's fine, and thank you very much for asking him, Babs. Leroy, be there at 7 o'clock. See you tomorrow, then. Good night, Leroy. Good night. Good night, Mr. Gildersleeve. Good night, Babs. What did you want to get me into that for? For corn's sake. Well, Leroy, this is a very important affair. And you like Babs. She's a fine little girl. She's okay, but... Gee, Uncle, I can't dance. You can, too. 
It'll be a lot of fun. You wait. They'll have fruit punch and cookies. All you can eat. Yeah? <laughs> You'll enjoy it. You can't dance while you're eating, can you? <laughs> Certainly not. How long will it last? About three hours, from eight till eleven. Why? I wonder if I can keep eating that long. <laughs> <laughs> what a boy. Leroy, forget about food and concentrate on the social drink. So, you see, Irene, I practically had to push Leroy out the door on his first date. And tonight, years later, he's out with the same girl. Well, I have to take credit for that. And I hope to chart his future course as successfully as I did Marjorie's. He couldn't do better than Babs. You practically have the match made, haven't you, Throckmorton? No, Irene, I'm not picking the boy's sweetheart. It just happens, fortunately, that Babs is the only girl he's ever taken an interest in. One morning, when Margie was still living at home, Leroy came down to breakfast, and we saw he'd started to grow up. All of a sudden, he was jealous of another boy. Seems he thought a boy named Tiger Davis would take his time. Can we hurry up, breakfast? Hi, everybody. Good morning, Leroy. Leroy, you're wearing your good suit. Well, sure. What's wrong with that? Do I smell shaving lotion on you, my boy? Well, I, I borrowed a little of yours. Check out my face, used to it. I may be shaving before very long. Well, you look very nice. But do you think you should be wearing your good suit to school? You have clean blue jeans, Leroy. Well, jeans are okay, but I might as well get some use out of this suit. I'll be growing out of it soon. Yes, you will. Uh, Leroy, why do you keep watching the window? Well, I don't want to miss Babs when she starts for school. What's this? You're going to walk to school with Babs? Well, get with her, Marge. The girl has books to carry. Oh. Oh, she's coming out of her house now. Excuse me? Yeah, I suppose so, my boy. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Leroy. Now I've seen everything. Wait a minute, Babs. Oh, hello, Leroy. I'm walking you to school. You are? Here, give me your books. You really want to carry my book? Well, you can't carry your own books. The guy carries the books. Get with it. <laughs> all right, all right. How about meeting you after school and carrying them back? Why, Leroy. And uh, how about coming over tonight and doing homework together? Leroy, what's happened to you? <gasps> Leroy, are you using perfume? <laughs> Shaving lotion. <laughs> Shaving lotion? Oh, <laughs> Leroy, why don't you act your age? That's just what I'm doing. <laughs> What's so funny? What are you laughing at? You're acting so silly, just like that Tiger Davis. You mean you don't like Tiger Davis? He thinks he's so smart. But I thought... He isn't my type at all. He isn't? You don't have to be jealous of him. Shall we cross the street? Okay. What are you stopping for? Leroy, boys old enough to use shaving lotion usually help girls across the street. What? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Let me take your hand. Thank you. It's okay. What kind of boys are your type if Tiger isn't? I like boys who are, well, more natural. Like who? Well, 
right now, you're sort of natural. I don't feel natural. <laughs> Leroy. Yeah, Babs? We're across the street, and you're still holding my hand. I know. <laughs> Those children over there are giggling at us. I'll let them giggle. They'll grow up someday. Come on, Babs. Don't pay any attention to those juvenile adolescents. Quite a milestone in the boy's life, Irene. Wouldn't it be strange if their friendship someday blossomed into real romance? It could be. You know what they say about childhood sweethearts. Throckmorton, you're the only Cupid I know who smokes cigars. <laughs> well, I'm no Cupid. But someday it may take a well-directed arrow to get Leroy off the dime. A <laughs> few more New Year's Eves and he'll be phoning you like Marjorie, sending greetings from his family. Yeah. Happy New Year from Leroy and Babs. And baby makes three. <laughs> I see you have it all planned. Well, I'd like to see Leroy as happily married as Marjorie is. Uh, that boy should be getting home. You're getting sleepy. I'm afraid sitting up for New Year's is too much for you. you oh, no, no. It's been a fine evening. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'd better go to the kitchen and see if Bertie has some more coffee. Yeah, I guess we could use a cup while we're waiting for Leroy. Well, like Irene says, a few more years and Leroy just might be married. <laughs> My work with the boy won't be done until that's accomplished. I wish his ears didn't stick out so much. <laughs> Yet they say love is blind. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, Babs may say I do, if she can get Leroy to ask her. Mr. Gildersleeve, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, Babs? Where's Leroy? Hasn't he shown up yet? Minister's waiting and the church is full of people. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if he got cold feet and lit out across country in Dickie's old car. What'll we do, Mr. Gildersleeve? What'll we do? Yeah, Babs, don't get nervous. Stop pulling the pedals off your corsage. Oh, wait till I get that boy home. You won't get him home, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm taking him home with me. Well, I hope so. You know, here comes Peavy. He has the ring. He might know where Leroy is. Peavy! Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Babs? Peavy, where's Leroy? You're the best man. No, Leroy's the best man. He's getting the girl. <laughs> Mr. Peavy, he can't leave me waiting at the church. Yeah, Leroy's a little nervous. He tied his tie and drove down here and then discovered he forgot to put on a shirt. Oh. <laughs> oh. Honk! Oh, honk! You was that? You was if I... Yes, 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 yes. Wake oh, up! Oh, wake up! Ah, wake up! Here I am! Oh, Leroy! Young man, you're late for your wedding. What wedding? <laughs> I just got back from the party. Happy New Year! Party? 
Do you? Oh, oh, yes. What's this about a wedding? Yes, never mind, my boy. Gee, I thought I had him married. Now I have to go through all that again. Folks, the new year is close at hand. And the Kraft Foods Company and the Great Gildersleeve Show wish to take this opportunity to wish all our friends the best of everything in the coming year. Until next week, good night. play You Bet Your Life with Groucho on the NBC radio network. December 30th, 1953, New Year's show on the Great Gildersleeve. You like that, Lisa? Oh, I love the Great Gildersleeve. I know, I do too. Uh, Hal, no, that was not Hal Perry. That was (laughs) Willard Waterman as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Served on NBC. All right, it's time for Sarah Knight Adamson and her backstage pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners. Tonight, I'm going to review the movie The Color Purple. It's a musical rated PG-13 and is playing now in theaters. Fantasia reprises her Broadway role as Celie, along with Haley Bailey of This Year's Little Mermaid and Taraji P. Hansen, Daniel Brooks, and Coleman Domingo. Yes, they all star. You must ain't got no kinfolk around these parts. All I had was my sister. <laughs> she was the only one ever loved me. The film is directed by Blitz Waza Wulu. Oprah Winfrey and Steven Spielberg are producers. Changes made. Put it on. This ain't me. Hush. We need to look like we belong. Color Purple is a beautiful story of sisterhood and how those bonds help to discover your true self and to reach your potential. In speaking with members of the cast two weeks ago, they told me that Oprah Winfrey said, Make this role your own, your own version. Don't worry about the 1985 film. Of which, I don't know if you remember this, but she was nominated for an Academy Award. The music is fantastic, and the cast is phenomenal. I truly enjoyed the movie, and it's in my top ten of the best movies this year. Thanks so much for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Be sure to check out The Color Purple that opened in theaters on Christmas Day. Ooh, and it was a box office win. See you next week. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, in our next hour, Danny Thomas joins Bing Crosby for a New Year's episode of Filco Radio Time from 1947. But first, 
Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. That's right. All songs begin with the letter Y. Y. Y is you light up my life. We'll be right back. <laughs> Not that. Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.